Welcome to Healthy Habits, Happy Homes with the Guelph Family Health Study, where we share research and practical tips for applying it to your own family. Each week, we'll bring you evidence-based health information from experts. Our quick tips will help you create healthy habits for a happy home. Welcome to this week's episode of Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. My name's Catherine, and I'm here with my co-host, Eli. Hi, everyone. So today's podcast is all about back to school. We know in just a few short days that the kids will be packing their backpacks and heading on the bus or walking to their first day of class. And for some of you, your children are heading off to school for the very first time, which is very exciting. Um, I know that some parents call back to school the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) And others, you know, it's it's a little bit sad after having a whole summer um, with your children home and all of the summer adventures. Right. And so one of the most important factors to consider when your children are going back to school is what are they going to eat when they're there? And sometimes I think a lot of parents say that can be the most stressful part too. Sure. I believe them. Um, And so as a registered dietitian, I have spent a lot of time thinking about school lunches because many parents ask me about just that. What should they pack? What are kids going to eat? And what happens if the lunch comes back uneaten? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, not not ideal, but you know what? It does happen. Um, So I do have a a few tips for uh, packing those lunches and thinking about what to put in them. The first is... Um, getting your child involved. So that can be from planning, um, making the grocery list, asking your child what foods they would like to see in their lunch that week, um, to packing the lunch. So getting your child involved. Um, children are more likely to eat the foods if they're if they choose it themselves. Um, older children can make their own lunches and younger children can help um, put the food in the containers, wash the fruits and vegetables, um, that type of thing. Um, And a fun little tip, if you've got kindergartners, make sure they can open the containers. Sure, yeah. (laughs) They can't eat the lunch. Sometimes the containers or the zipper on the lunch pail is difficult, so um, practice that. I love the idea of getting your children involved in in all the planning for, for food that they're taking to school because not only is it a great opportunity to simply just, just plan everything out, but also getting the children involved teaches them the importance of, of planning and making routines, but also is a great educational opportunity to talk about how uh, some foods are good for you and why they're good for you. Yeah, it's it's a really great way to, to teach nutrition for sure. sure. Um, and I think that kind of leads into my second tip for packing lunches is, is that nutrition piece. So when you're packing a lunch, think food groups. So your child's lunch and the snacks are a major source of nutrition they need to grow and develop. Um, and so when you're thinking about the lunch, aim to have at least three of the four food groups in the child's lunch. So we want, um, you know, some sources of, of dairy or calcium and vitamin D. We want um, sources of protein. We want fruits and veggies and we want grain products. So snacks should include at least two of the food groups and think of them as a mini meal. Snacks are a great way to fill in the nutritional blanks between the big meals. Great, yeah. And another um, thing to think about in terms of um snacks is that um, they they can be easier for kids to eat during lunches because lunch times at school I don't know if you remember school lunches Eli but they were busy they were I I was I'm a slow eater and as a child I was 
pretty stressed out about getting my food eaten on time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, it's interesting to think outside the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to pack a sandwich um, and sort of set meal items in your lunch. The, the lunches can be a bit more... Um, I want to avoid using the word snacky, but little mini meals. So um, pairing um, some edamames um, with um, some cheese and crackers can be great. Um, A small muffin and a yogurt tube um, or hummus and veggies um, can all be sort of little mini meals that the children can can eat a little bit easier um, and don't take as much um, time to sit there. Yeah, so it seems like what you're saying is instead of focusing on what those conventional snacks have been for, you know, a very long time, sort of think about the snacks more in terms of which food groups they're hitting and, mm-hmm. and making sure you approach it that way. Mm-hmm. Yep, snacks are not treats. Um, <laughs> treats right. are a whole separate thing. So um, think of snacks as more like mini meals. Great. Um Another thing I like to think of is that, you know, lunches don't have to be um, a whole um, a process. If you have leftovers, that works great too. Yeah. I used to, that used to be my favorite thing to bring to school when, when I had leftovers instead of bringing a sandwich. It feels a little <laughs> bit special, right? It does. Mm-hmm. Another question I get asked all the time, Eli, is, is how much food do parents need to pack? Oh, okay. I see. What I've heard is that they need to be packing about one to two servings of fruits and veggies, but I don't really know how much they're supposed to be packing in terms of other uh, sort of food groups. Yeah, so you're right. Fruits and veggies are definitely something um, we want to see in the kids' lunches. The more kids are exposed to fruits and veggies, they're more likely to eat them. And they also provide lots of important vitamins uh, and minerals and fiber. So fruits and veggies for sure, but one to two servings of those. Um, You also want a serving of grain products, um, a serving from the milk and alternatives, and Um, at least half a serving from the meat and alternatives, um, as I mentioned before. But this does vary based on how active your kid is um, and their age. So what I just described is um, a typical lunch for a kindergartner, so more of that preschool age group. But as your kids get older, or if they're involved in after-school activities, or they spend their entire recesses running around, which a lot of kids do, um, you may need to pack more. And that's why involving your kids is really important. Yeah, so I wonder if there should be some kind of, you know, a review process when you see your children coming back consistently with food being uneaten at school, instead of considering that as something that's a problem, maybe that's just a sign that they don't need to be eating that much food in a day. Yeah, and so, you know, let your child guide their appetite. There will be times in the school year where um, if they're growing, they're going to need more foods or if they're busier, or sometimes they won't need as much. But definitely asking your child, you know, is this enough food? Do you need more? Um, And if things are consistently coming back, um, really make sure your child's involved and ask them, is this something you don't like? Um, or, you know, is it um, because of the way it, it's served or something like that? I know that um, nobody likes a squishy banana. Oh, yeah, no, I don't like a <laughs> don't squishy banana. Don't pack bananas in the lunches. There's only two types of people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so think about... Uh, think about those things, but um, don't worry if the lunch comes back one or two days um, empty. There's lots of things that these kids are involved with at school, and as long as they're growing well, um, it's, it's okay. And thinking about that ripened banana, it reminded me about when you're a parent, how do you know or what are some tips about making sure that the food that you're giving to your children to take to school is safe? 
Oh, that's a really good point, Eli. Um, we do want to make sure that the, the food we're sending is safe. Um, and remember that you know, typically how we store foods um, in the refrigerator, that's not possible at many schools. So start with the lunch pail. We want lunch pails that are insulated. Right. So that my, my big take home about food safety is that cold foods need to stay cold and hot foods need to stay hot. There you go. So an, an insulated lunch pail is a perfect way to help with that. Um, also pack a small ice pack. You can get them at the dollar store and sometimes they're shaped in fun fun yeah. shapes. Like I know I, I've seen fruits and veggie ice packs at the dollar store, so that's fun. But especially in September and then towards the end of school in June, if you can even think that far ahead right now, those are hotter times um, and an ice pack can help food stay colder. If you're sending hot foods, send them in a thermos. Um, thermoses are also good for smoothies or if you're sending milk as well. So thermoses can help um, keep things cold if needed. We know that kids could be particularly susceptible to getting sick. And so what are some things you can do to prevent um, perhaps the containers or any types of utensils that they're using from getting them sick? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the biggest thing at school especially is making sure um, your kids washing their hands before um, they eat. That's um, a great point. <laughs> at, at home we can we can we can remind our kids before meals but sometimes in the busyness of finishing up an art project and then getting the lunches out and wanting to rush for recess that hand washing gets missed. So reminding your kids that that's still important to do at school or sending um, a little hand sanitizer in their lunch pack. I know that um, some of our researchers of the Guelph Family Health Study um, tell us that, that we, we over hand sanitize, but I think before eating, that's... <laughs> maybe, maybe just putting a little notepad and a little, a little note <laughs> on the on the top of the lunchbox saying, go wash your hands. I'm sure that would go over real well with those grade eight kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely washing your hands. The next thing would be to make sure that all of the, the food that you're sending in the lunch has been pre-washed. So if you're sending an apple, give it a good rinse. Um, any veggies, give it a good rinse. Right. Um, and then don't reuse any perishable foods that come home in the lunch. So if milk comes home or any fish or meat products come home in the lunch, um, they've been sitting out for multiple hours and so uh, they can't be resent the next day. Great. So just thinking about, you know, not sending too large of portions for the kids so there isn't a lot of uneaten food. Well, um, thanks so much for all of these great tips about um, how to pack food for children as they go back to school. It's such a stressful time for parents, and I, I can't wait for them to hear all of these great tips about um, how to uh, get their kids off to a great start. Yeah, thanks, Eli. Um, and then the other thing I just want to mention is if you're looking for ideas for healthy snacks, I know we talked a little bit about making snacks, mini meals. The Guelph Family Health Study does have a brand new cookbook that focuses on just that. It's, Perfect. It's a free cookbook. It's available on our website, um, www.guelphfamilyhealthstudy.com, and it's called Snack Healthy, Snack Happy. So you can download that and try out some of the recipes even before your kids head back to school. Yeah, and in the Guelph Family Health Study, we've uh, tried a few of these recipes, and we are huge fans of this cookbook, so I hope you'll all enjoy it as well. Catherine gave us some great advice about how we can improve the nutrition in our lunches and snacks when kids go back to school. But one thing that we wanted to know was how do parents from the Guelph Family Health Study pick up on their own routines 
uh, around the time that kids are going back to school. Okay, Melissa, we have a few questions for you about back to school. Some routines become relaxed over the summer months as the days are longer and family members have vacation. How does your family get back into your regular routine come fall? So we start uh, in August, I uh, start regulating bedtime, um, making sure that we slowly start working our way back into making sure that bedtime is closer to um, an appropriate hour to get closer and closer to when it's appropriate to make sure that um, the kids aren't too tired getting ready to uh, gear up to when school starts up um, so that when it comes to waking up in the morning that they're ready uh, to go. I uh, start waking them up in the morning, um, start making sure that um, they're eating uh, meals at appropriate hours so that they're not going to be hungry uh, when it comes to meal times at school. Um, as well as adjusting to make sure that our meal times at home as well for dinner aren't too late in the day so that they're on the school schedule too. What are your top back to school tips for other parents or for parents with a little one heading to school for the first time? So I would say talk to parents um, in your mommy groups um, and other groups in the area to find out what what kind of school routines there are um, if you have a kid going to school for the first time or even just checking out the school website so you can find out what the school daily routine is if you don't know what it is um, and start preparation at least two weeks in advance so you can give their little bodies time to adjust so that they're not overly tired, not overly hungry so you can give them full time to adjust to the school schedule uh, because if they're not too tired and too hungry then it'll be easier for them to start the school year. Are you ready to tell me about school lunches? Yeah. What do you usually have in your school lunch? Um, like cucumbers and oh yeah, and sometimes I get carrots and hummus. Okay. What's your favorite snack to bring to school? Um, sometimes I like yogurt. Yogurt. Like yum. all the. Now you're telling me you got a new lunch bag. Yeah. Um, sometimes I do and sometimes my mom does. Good idea. What would you pack in your lunch if you were going to do it? Um, really healthy stuff. Yeah. Why do you think a healthy lunch is important? Because then you can be strong and yeah. So today's podcast was all about back to school, whether it's the snacks and lunches that you're packing for your kids or whether it's getting back into those routines that may have fallen apart during the summer when things are more relaxed. So in true Healthy Habits, Happy Homes fashion, we do have our top three tips for this week's podcast. The first tip is think about those routines that may have become more relaxed over the summer. Get back into those routines to help the first few days and first weeks of school go by smoother. Those bedtime routines, um, mealtime routines. If you're looking for tips on how to uh, get back on track with routines, check out our very first podcast with Dr. Jess Haynes. And the second tip is get your children involved in those routines. So whether it's routines in, gen in general or getting them involved in the planning uh, for the lunches and snacks. 
the more that children are involved in, in all of these different routines, the more they're likely to adhere to them and that it's going to be something that the family is going to do together. And the, the third tip is to check out our brand new cookbook, um, Snack Healthy, Snack Happy. It's free on the Guelph Family Health Study website and has 20 healthy snack recipes that are school safe, um, so nut free as well. And get your kids, as Eli said, involved in prepping those snacks because they are more likely to eat them when they um, have tried them and put time and effort into making them. Great. And Thank you for all of those great tips that you gave about the um, healthy snacks. You are welcome, Eli. Until next time, this has been Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. We hope you tune in with us next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. We can't wait to have you tune in with us next week. But in the meantime, if you'd like to connect, you can visit our website, www.guelphfamilyhealthstudy.com or visit us on Facebook at Guelph Family Health Study. Thanks and have a great week.